her partner friend. I'm Emily and I'm here with Matt. And in this episode, we talk about family and this episode turned out a lot more emotional than I thought it would. You should listen in if you care about a family and you care to learn what it means to us and what constitutes that family feeling in a relationship. Enjoy. We are Matt and Emily, and you are listening to our fourth episode. This is not our intro, but it sounds like one. Yeah. You wanted to talk about family today. I did. I was I was awake last night for quite a while and I was thinking about what comes next, you know. We talked about being lovers, what it means to be lovers. We Are you pregnant? Friends, I'm not pregnant. We talked about partners and I feel like after the friend part, the family part or you know what it means to be family just really makes sense and just family in general um i think is is something interesting to share like how we both um yeah how family how our families kind of like shape who we are the relationships that we have with our families that's what i would like to talk about is there a question? Should I ask you a question? How, what does family mean to you, Matt? I think family, what, what family means has evolved for me over time. Um, family to me are people that I can rely on. And that goes well beyond my biological family. And to rely for me means to have significant experiences with these people stepping up or stepping in for me um, when I needed it or even when I didn't think I needed it, but I really, really needed it. <laughs> Do you have an example? Um I know you do. Which one are you thinking of? I'm thinking of when you were really sick um, and your friend came and took you to the hospital. Yeah. This one is a big one. Uh, Juliana. She, um, she picked me up uh, basically from the floor of my apartment in central Berlin. I had been sick for a mm, couple of days and um, I developed pneumonia. Never having had pneumonia before, I couldn't see the signs. I didn't see it coming. And so basically from one day to the next, I went from being having what I thought was just a severe flu. I went to being incapable of handling um, or like, you know, taking care of myself. Um, I basically slept through a whole day and that's not a bad thing, but I wanted to get up and I couldn't because I was dizzy and I was coughing and I was in pain and I, I, I somehow couldn't locate my phone. And then I kind of like went into, I don't know if that's like a term, delirium, basically passing out. Um, and then in like a moment of being awake, super foggy, I somehow located my phone and dialed um, the first favorite in my numbers, um, the star favorited contact. And, and the one I got was was Julie's friend and she um, she came and banged on the door because I somehow I think I told her that 
I can't open the door or that I'm not sure and that I'm just, you know, I'm going to try to like drop the keys to her or something. And I, until this day, I don't actually, I'd have to ask her. I'm not really sure if, if, um, I don't know, I opened the door, if I threw down the keys on the balcony or something. But yeah, like she, she took me to the hospital and then um not just not quite recently a couple of months ago i took her to the hospital and she had like a health scare and and didn't feel well and like really need to get checked to make sure that she's all right um that's when she called me and so we kind of call on each other in these moments um so i um yeah she's family mm -hmm. Yeah, so it goes well beyond the traditional sense of biological family. But I agree that there that there's the family that you're, you know, not you're stuck with, but that you're born with. Um, and then there's the family that you choose yourself. And those are usually close friends. Yeah. How do you think about family in in relation to us in relation to us yeah well you're I definitely consider you part of my family mm, you are my family um, and I mean I introduced you to my family when I only knew you 20 I think I knew you 24 days <laughs> or I saw you like face to face for the first time on December 4th and then between the years like on December 28th I introduced you to my family yeah you must have you must have like spent a total of I don't know 12 days with me not maybe no maybe not, not even no, that no. no how 12 days in December there's no way we spent that much time together. I remember my dad was kind of like, okay, yeah, okay, cool. Like, new guy, all right. And my mom was like, I had all the questions. And I had to tell her and say, mom, I don't, I don't even know. I, I just met him. But it felt right, so... And my family is, I mean, yeah, I, my family means a lot to me and it means a lot to me to share them with you, to share my family with you and to have you be a part of it. And I really, I really appreciate um, that you let me have that time and, you know, like now every Sunday we have super long um zoom conversations and uh you you know sit there and have conversation and are interested and um that means a lot yeah and it's fun <laughs> it's good your family's your family's cool um i for myself had a different family experience than you had mm. when you grew up um, your parents are still together um, you grew up with your brother in the house um, and you're still very close and you seem to have had I think <laughs> the only troubles that you've had in your childhood and in, in, in teens was yourself <laughs> you didn't have family troubles the f your family had you troubles <laughs> yeah i was a troublemaker that's for sure um i had i i know that i'm very fortunate and i'm very grateful for the childhood that i had and for the very supportive and patient parents and just a uh, most patient and loving brother uh I don't know how he younger brother. I don't know how he still likes me. <laughs> I was such a mean older sister. And like for and me I mean, for me it's hard was... for me it's hard to imagine that. 
that I was mean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. I think it was necessary. For whom? Well, no. Oh, I was already in my head. I was already one step ahead. <laughs> in my head, um, I was already uh, thinking about the time when I was bullied in high school, and um, that was necessary. That was necessary for my character to develop the way it did now. I think it was like a it was like a mean girls club, like. We just went around and bullied each other. Terrible. It was maybe like seventh grade, middle school. Um, and yeah, I was a mean girl. And then it just came right back to me. And I, for me, like out of all, all the girls that were picked on or bullied, um, it probably lasted the longest and it was like the most intense with the most people involved but you know it's not it's not a competition it was a terrible experience uh but i think it it made me it made me who i am today and it made me way more empathetic and just all around way nicer and it made me appreciate my brother for example way more because i mean he was at an age then where it wasn't super cool to hang out with your older sister anymore. And he hung out with me. Like, he took me along to, like, hang out with his buddy. And, uh, yeah. Which you needed, right? Because you didn't basically I didn't have, have any friends. friends of your own. I didn't. Kids are so fucking mean. Yeah. Explicit language. Disclaimer. But yes, other than that, I had a very... Uh, rainbow, happy, clappy, kind of picture-perfect childhood. You know, the way you'd imagine. Mm. Or the way that a lot of, a lot of, I don't know, just the way movies describe it. How do you think, so you shared how, like, being bullied in school basically flipped your own behavior and empathy skills mm -hmm. how do you think that or what was the next switch like where was the next developmental push um, coming from and what was it my exchange student year for sure um when i went to the u.s for a year uh, to study and just was i mean i was living with a host family but i was by myself i had to you know develop a new friend like a new friend group i had to uh, just start from scratch and had to be independent and that year i think really made me grow up um so that was that was definitely the next big step because while i was more empathetic like after the whole bullying thing towards my friends um i was still a little brat uh i definitely gave my parents some trouble um but i really wanted to do the exchange student year i really wanted to go to america and my parents made me work for it uh and i finally figured out how how to study and you know how to get good grades so that i could go and that or like that part already made me grow up like having to work for something that I wanted as in getting the right grades yes yeah they didn't like make you do like child work no no I didn't have to do child labor um I did have to pay for part of it like for part of the experience from my own savings um which was still essentially your parents money which was still essentially my parents money but I had I, I had my first job. Lemonade stand. I was I was wait I was working as a waitress. Yeah. At sixteen or. Uh no, before 15? like fourteen, 15. fifteen. Really, mm -hmm. you were allowed to work work as a waitress then. Yeah. Oh wow. I'm pretty sure. Okay. How do you think? I mean, w oh this, yeah, I know this so is, actually. This, this is all about you now. <laughs> but I like <laughs> it. No, I like it. Let me let me ask questions. Um, and this is because I want to get to know you. 
Okay. You used your parents to get to know me. <laughs> so now I use our podcast to get to know you, Emily. <laughs> so how did how did all of that how did you end up with thinking that it's a great idea to have anything but the vanilla ice cream Hollywood kind of relationship? Uh, Where did that come from? Where did that come from? Um, that was, I think you need to explain what you mean by that because I was a little bit confused because we just jumped from family story and my teenage development years. Well, we're going through different the different hoops you jumped through and I want to I want to jump to the present moment in the pre in the present moment, you are still very self dependent, mm -hmm. like you learned, um, you're self employed, and you help other people to also become and and to like, make the best of it. And we should talk about that one time what you do for a living. What and we then both do for a living. And then secondly, um, you are very empathetic, which is also something that you learned. And third, you really love your parents because they loved you and supported you and your brother as well. Um, and but in the present moment, I think that's that's kind of like the topic of interest here as well is like, how did you get to the conclusion? Like what happened in your life? What was the like um, decision making or decision supporting element in your life that made you think, oh, it would be great to also do my own kind of relationship style okay. and not follow, quote unquote, the script. Gotcha. Okay. I think now our listeners are with us too, because I also don't think everybody is familiar with the term vanilla ice cream relationship. Um, I also don't know if the ice cream edition <laughs> is supposed to be there. It makes me want ice cream even more badly. Anyway. Um, I think it was, so how I, I think it just past relationship experiences, like I explained in another episode, I was in long distance relationships and, um, it was, it was hard to develop sexually like the way I wanted to, um, because I was, you know, like focusing my all my sexual energy on one person and then even you know and then a lot of people say well you can develop with your partner and I totally agree that's absolutely no that stop doing the yawning thing I, I think that's absolutely true you can develop together and grow together and um but in a long distance relationship that's I think that's really hard because there are so many things going on when you see each other um, that like focusing on that area of growth just really wasn't just like wasn't a priority. So yeah, I did I did feel like I was I was missing out on on some experiences that I wanted to make and so I you know that's when I started to think it's like what if we my then partner and I could have this relationship in a different way but it never happened it never it just never got that far and it you know sometimes you wonder it's like oh what if but at that point like when these thoughts started coming, our like foundation wasn't wasn't strong enough to to build uh, an open relationship. It, like our relationship was already kind of crumbling when when those thoughts started mm -hmm. arising, and I started to you know uh, think of different styles of relationship. And where did you find the inspiration for that? Like, did you? just like search online did you see that did you see any movies that inspired you to do research because you know thinking like out of the out of necessity of like oh this relationship is not providing me with 
what I need or this is going in the wrong direction. Maybe this is a solution. Where did this idea for these for this solution or for um, a particular way come from? Where, like, where did you research? Where did you get inspired? trying to think where should i go today if i were looking for well that's not where you should go but honestly my first my first inspiration was i read some long article about um escorts and i just somehow found that enticing and that was i think that that was probably like the first research i did but i don't necessarily recommend that if you're interested in open relationships, but that kind of what opened me up to the idea of uh, just sex not being this like holy sacred thing in a relationship. But something that you should allow yourself to enjoy for yeah. the enjoyment's sake. Yeah. Mm. I like how you like raise your eyebrow really quickly when we talk about these things raise my eyebrows yeah huh just the just the right one because you can't do the left one. Oh yeah my eyebrows are kind of uneven so they're Teen not they're a, not a, they're not uneven you can just you they do, are you don't they have are. you don't have the muscle to like no they are I, I don't see it that way uh, they are it's a teenage sin too much plucking i'm sure there are other women out there who have the same problem I don't see it. Yeah. Now you're going to look for it. It's like, oh, yeah. Wow. No, I'm not. Anyway, can't get those eyebrows back. I want to talk more about family. We're, we're straying way from the far away from the topic. Matt is does not seem enticed. Would you rather talk about something else? No. I'm trying to think. Well, family. I, th I have a lot to talk about family, just like it's not easy. Mm. So I guess I'm veering away from the topic because it's not easy. Okay. Um, as I mentioned, like I have a different childhood. My parents got divorced when I was I wasn't even five yet. My dad walked out the door and was gone and then there was a there was a court order that I had to see him because like he left and like um, he had to leave because what he did. But from my little boy's point of view, he left and then he just wanted to be granted partial custody um which he didn't get but he got to he, he essentially got the right that forced me to see him mm. or that other way around granted me to see him twice a month but really is more was more like mandatory mm -hmm. because and it ended up feeling mandatory because for some weird reason or maybe i just actually know but just something that i never acknowledged he just he's just no good with children mm. he's 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 not a natural dad it doesn't didn't didn't get to the groove of it um so i had to see him and he had this right to see me but whenever i saw him uh, i wasn't it didn't feel like good time hmm. right it wasn't something that i would want another kid to have and in in you know in 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 retrospective i'm not blaming my dad i just think he didn't have the the tools hmm. he didn't have the idea how to you know yes we did things but there is, you know, you can be like, okay, we're doing a bicycle tour. But you could also be like, would you love to do a bicycle tour next time? 
and like where would like you know kind of like incorporating the kid depending on how independent its thinking already is at an age and i was already when the, the times that i remember i was already i was seven eight nine ten years old um i had to basically attend these every other weekend meetings with him uh on his turf on his terms until i was i think 13 mm. so for basically eight years of my life every other weekend and in the end it was only one weekend a month because i somehow through sports and other ways i kind of like wrestled my arm or wrestled his arm to like allow me to uh, have my extra weekend for my sports stuff i don't know how it happened anyways it just didn't feel like it it's hard to say it that way but i felt that way at the time and it felt like a waste of my time mm. it felt like it was a lost weekend every single time because i ended up spending time by myself like my friend was a suitcase with a game boy with a bunch of games in there i had this like game boy shaped plasticky suitcase thing <laughs> amazing right and i had a game boy but mm. it, it wasn't like my dad bought that for me yeah like he didn't buy my love he he didn't even try to do that i would have given him credit for trying but yeah. he didn't even try those games were given to me by my, by my mom because she sensed that i needed something to do and occupy my brain with while i'm at his place and usually his places also didn't allow for me to be outside and you know playing much and because i was the stranger on the block I didn't have friends where he lived. Yeah, of course. And he also didn't encourage or support any of that social bonding happening, neither with him nor with any one or anything really around him. Mm. And I know he would dispute that, but, you know. Anyway. I think you guys listening and you can sense that, you know, family is just a... It's a hard topic. It's just, it's, it's just, you know, for the most part, my family experience, not just on my father's side, but also my mom's side, not because of my mom's behavior, but, but because of who she married and, and how, like, how our family dynamic evolved where, like, on where I grew up, my mom and my stepdad and, and like a stepsister that just a pain in the ass hmm. so i had my father on one side that was basically stealing my time and when i came home i came home to someone throwing a tan tantrum again on nothing and i was really just looking for a home mm -hmm. that i could feel welcome accepted loved supported and relaxed in but I went from boredom and disconnect to tantrums of my stepsister and misguided parenting, if you even want to call that, by my stepdad and my mom trying to hold everything together and kind of like, uh, you know, gluing, gluing everything at the seams with no extra material mm. to work with. Um, so yeah, I would say it like I wouldn't call it a troubled childhood, but it wasn't an easy one. Definitely. Yeah. Which which made me which made me who I am. But I can't like that's why I'm curious about you like how you have like these defining you can like see your defining steps of mm -hmm. development of like okay, there's this phase and that phase and that phase. For me, until I at least I would say until I'm 16, it's a blob of difficulty. Yeah. It's a blob of fights, not necessarily with me, but I'm, I'm sucked into them. Like, you know, like stepsisters find their way to suck you into their problems or make you part of their problem or pretend that you are the problem. Mm or push stuff that they did onto you. 
and then you have to you know like no it's not on my plate like this is not i didn't do this i had this so many times i didn't just have like a big sister who was who was a pain in the butt i had a stepsister like i didn't so my i ha also have an older sister um who lived with me and we never had we had we started having a good relationship when she moved out mm -hmm. but we never had a shitty relationship i don't think i think you and your little brother had a shittier relationship than i had with my older sister mm. my older sister wasn't like was like never <laughs> wasn't as mean as me wasn't wasn't <laughs> no she wasn't mean she was she just wasn't very interested in me shakira had her own stuff going on and she was also living in this it's like i don't blame her she was living in the same household she's also quite a bit older than no she's th she's three years older oh okay not that much older sure, she yeah. she she seems more grown up yeah because well, i because i look because i look younger <laughs> you do look younger and she she lives a very domestic settled very much. lifestyle Le yeah and like she she's her, great she, she was three years older so she she could escape the 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 tyranny mm. of our stepsister much earlier than i and i couldn't yeah. so she would stay out late i couldn't do that she had a boyfriend and girlfriends and, and things that kept her busy i couldn't do that she went on long school trips she did an exchange year also in the united states in austin uh no in houston um i like i didn't have that i was i just had three more years of being stuck in the situation and it really just started to relax around the time that my stepsister moved out mm. which was when she was i think when she was 17 and she was and one you were? i was 15 and a half mm. she was one and a half years older and so basically from 15 and a half i remember 15 and a half i was doing my like small motorcycle license mm -hmm. to like ride like a small basically scooter. a scooter mm -hmm. um and from the moment on i had that scooter i didn't only have freedom but i also basically was the only kid at home anymore mm -hmm. and so that's when my childhood really began that's when my life at home actually started being about me because it wasn't about the achievement of my older sister because she was a overachiever in school and I wasn't because I had troubles and I also I just school failed me um and like I say that with certainty now like being in my mid 30s I'm bored I was bored I'm I'm fucking intelligent like I'm crazy intelligent in many different ways and school did not serve me with the opportunities to work with that intelligence period i want to point out that matt doesn't say that lightly it's really hard for him to praise himself so you are fucking intelligent so you can you can say that yeah and i say it now because it's in the context and and so from basically from 16 on when i had that small motorcycle license and like a, a vespa scooter an italian scooter i i started living a life and a family life also where i could then you know i would go like i would go fishing with my stepdad i started we started kind of like doing that together on and off was kind of his way to try to bond with me um his daughter didn't want to have that like she tried to ma manipulate that as well um but in the long run um that hobby you know like fishing and like catch and release for the most part uh was something like when i was 14 i did like a license and he supported me a little bit he gave me like a rod and some like lure and these things that you need and I went fishing by myself. We did some fishing together, but it was never like we never did much, but we sometimes occasionally did that. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like there was like a tr maybe there was like a transition of like 15 to 16, like that one year when things started to normalize again, like finally normalize for me. And everything before that, I remember, was just trouble around me. And I didn't I never felt like I was part of it. And I was never 
the troublemaker. Mm-hmm. Like that's like when we talk about like I told you, like I have mentioned jokingly so many times that I was the sweetest kid. Yeah. Ask my mom with like half a bottle of wine in her. <laughs> she's going to tell you the truth. Like I was the sweetest kid. She doesn't need a bottle of because, wine for that. No, she like, will tell but me like anyway. she will tell you whatever state she's in that I was the sweetest kid. And she knows um, because she went through like all of that from her perspective. And we talked about it. She she said like, yeah, like you were you were amazing. You were total like soldier. You like I protected my mom mm. against many things in the way that a ni- eight, nine, 10, 12, 13, 14 year old can um, by taking the heat, by by being the nicest, by being super um, forthcoming, by being very upright. Um, and, and, you know, I wasn't great at school because that environment just didn't, it didn't work for me or that school didn't work for me really. Mm. And I was bullied at school too. So school also wasn't a place that I could feel at home or at ease or like I was doing great. The only place that I had was being outdoors and being active. And that is what remains the most important activities for me. Yeah. Being outside and being active. It's so insane, like listening to your story and all the circumstances um, and like how you could have just turned out completely differently considering that, you know, and yeah, I'm just, I'm sure there are many people out there with a similar story um, who who just, uh, I don't know, who, who didn't, didn't turn out the way that you did. So it's, it's amazing to me. And it makes me, it makes me wonder like what, you know, what's the, what's the difference? What is that? I don't know. Is it something, a, a gene you carry? Um, Unconditional love and support by my mom. Yeah. That's it. Like love's the answer period like as cheesy as it sounds but if you have at least one person and that's i think that's that should be the definition of family yeah you have one person who loves you unconditionally and supports you unconditionally no matter what with everything they have in whatever shit or whatever great situation you're in they don't care if you're tired hungry angry lonely they they don't care about you having money or not having money or they don't even care about you asking for help. They're there. It's family. And I have that with my mom. So that's family. And and so like for me, I just quite recently started thinking about considering you as family. Mm. Not because I didn't trust you before, but because... As I said, I now have specific experiences. I have made specific experiences with you that show me that you have my back. You support me unconditionally. Mm. At least as much. And if not, even in a. In a in a even in a better way than my mom. And that relationship should be like that. Because in relationships we spend so we, we spend so much time together, yeah. Like we we you and I we literally spend twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, out of probably three hundred days a year, or or three hundred and three hundred and forty days it's a year. Definitely upping the level. There's this Corona situation. Yeah, of course. But and the thing is that's that's okay that's good like i have i have no doubt ever that we're like we're maintaining balance through thick and thin and that is how i know that you're family Mm. and it's and it's but it's also through how i feel that i care about you like i will drag you 
out of a situation if I feel that it's not safe for you, even even if I'm risking my own health, life, sanity, whatever, mm-hmm. by doing that. Unconditional. Unconditional, absolutely yeah. unconditional, and and fully fully hearted, and with every, you know, with every fiber, mm-hmm. um, to love and support, and to just also see and accept someone else. Yeah. Because my mom loves me and supports me by seeing and accepting me. Because I'm a grown up, I live my own life. She witnesses my life and she accepts that I'm living my own life and she loves me that way and supports me even though we may only see each other once every other month or less right and and before she supported me from like carrying me and giving birth to like giving me my first you know little little box of treats for my first school day and and i don't know like supporting me like buying that scooter and giving me a chance to pay it off and until today my mom like finds ways to support me that are completely they're completely unbelievable and and unex and unexpected of her by any by any standard unexpected of her She's a great woman. Yeah. Wow. This episode got really emotional. I didn't... (laughs) You have to ask a question. I don't know how... Okay. Can we do a jingle? I'm not going to be... I'm not going to be in the mood. It's question time. <laughs> we start to jingle. Here we go. Jingle, 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 jingle for the question, question time. <laughs> this is the section where Emily gets to ask a question. We take turns on this. So it's my turn. Um, I'm going to ask something easy. Um... Oh man, I was I've been excited about question time all day, but I haven't really thought of a question. I just always get too excited about the jingle. Um if you could be any kind of cheese, what cheese would you be and why? Are you serious? Yeah. I don't even I know exactly which kind of cheese. <laughs> Tell me about I, it. I would be the cheap Flat, plastic-wrapped cream cheese. Cream cheese? That isn't, that isn't even in the cooling section. That, that, that my mom... That my mom puts on her special cheap-as-hell bolognese recipe. That, uh-huh. that, like, toast cheese. Yeah, like the single cheese. The single. The single cheese... One of these. Toast things. Okay. I'm, I, I'm, I am that because I have eaten so much of that. They say you become what you eat. <laughs> and, and you know, I have been for years a big part of that cheese. And the cheese has been a big part of me. Okay. Single toast cheese. Single, to- single toast cheese. Only you're not single, but you are ready to mingle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I made you laugh. <laughs> yeah honestly though we have to like make that did I ever did I ever make that did no. you ever did you ever allow me to actually make it with the original recipe i don't think so i don't think so yeah you're always I've... like no 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 let's not take that cheese like take something from like the bio well, something something and I... let's not take that pasta let's let's make our own or let's Let's take real tomatoes. So, so guys, listen. It's the disclaimer. I'm a foodie. She's a foodie, and mostly vegan. <laughs> so, single, single cheese, bolognese, just usually not on my diet. So here's. I'm gonna give you the recipe, guys, and then I'm gonna give you background. So 
it's the recipe goes it's um it's like basically hamburger helper huh it's like hamburger helper it's like hamburger helper it's like a ready-made package by by um by craft foods that has the pasta and like a ready mixed sauce and some like um cheese bits um like uh parmesan cheese in like a little paper wrapper and some you know all the things that you really need and then so so we take buy that and that's probably like two euros and 30 cents a pack and it already gives you four servings uh, so it's like a family meal and then my mom instead of using using water for the the spice mix and the tomatoes the tomato sauce that's in there uh, the tomato reduction um, she wouldn't use water she would use cream so it's it's really rich and then um, it's 500 grams of minced meat mix minced meat and then you put that in a pan and you add the 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 um, tomato reduction and the cream like 300 millimeters of milliliters of cream cooking with matt now let me let me talk em okay sorry i'm just i just want to update our listeners on on the show they're listening to now <laughs> it's cooking with matt <laughs> it's cooking with matt yeah cwm cooking with matt can i continue dun, 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 dun. Yes, I just made an intro and jingle for you. Thank you. Well, then you continue uh, cooking that, and then you cook the pasta on the side, uh, and you like cook the minced meat, like you, you know, um, heat it in a in a big pan, and but you cook the pasta on the side, and then you put the the pasta and the min minced meat, like the pasta to the minced meat in a big pan. You stir it, and then you take the 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 mono cheese, uh, those flat packages like the toast toast cheese, basically like Hawaiian yeah. toast cheese, and put like two to three of those on top of the whole pasta sauce mix and let it melt. And when it's when it's really soft, you mix it under, and what you get is this like really creamy, really gooey kind of textured pasta sauce that is not red but actually more like orange and cheese um but it but it's it tastes like heaven and and you know here's the backstory like i i i don't recommend you eat this more than twice a year (laughs) but when you do think about my story with my mom because my mom came from rock bottom. Um, even before my parents got divorced, my mom was basically living by herself with me and my older sister and had no money, no money whatsoever, and more jobs than one person should handle at her hands and two kids. And I was really, really little, and my mom just had to like find food so for my mom 10 years later when i was you know 9 10 11 12 13 years old for my mom to be able to afford that kind of package and make something really tasty that she made herself for us and provide like that for us was a big deal for her my mom also cooked other things but that is kind of like a reminiscent food reminiscent um what do you call comfort food Mm -hmm. of of ours that always reminds me of where i come from and always reminds me of how my mom cared for us in that time and and throughout you know until today it's not healthy but it's tasty (laughs) as hell when was the last time you had it I must have made it for myself sometime in Berlin, so mid-2018, maybe. Okay. Because we asked your mom to make it, and she wouldn't. Yeah, I think because she knows you're such a foodie. <laughs> she She's a great... She's made some really great food for us. 
She's come a long way. Like her cooking is great. This was that was never the that was never the issue. She just didn't have money to uh, afford to afford stuff at the time. And then also yet years later, like my mom worked, still worked for three jobs when I was fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, she was a postman. She worked in a postwoman. A postwoman. Sorry, she worked in a dental. Um. Dental. Technology, dental technical clinic thingy. Like she made um, um, replacement Mm -hmm. teeth and things and and stuff and prosthetics. Mm -hmm. She was in dental prosthetics. Uh, And she also had like a little beauty salon on the side for a while. Yeah. She's a hard worker. Yeah. She's uh, she's inspiring as hell. She's so fast. She's, She's always like, she was moving busy yeah. around the house yeah and she never lets us do anything when we come to visit yeah. which was really hard for me in the y- beginning your guests you sit and wait while i while i serve you yeah like okay can i clean no. up my plate no <laughs> okay you also would be missing with her pro- messing with her process yeah i i'm i'm very accepting of this now i learned but it's it's weird it's weird it's even for me after years it's weird yeah. because she taught me differently yeah. But she taught me differently when we were like three kids mm-hmm. at home and it was a lot more work. Yeah. Than just three or four people. She had then She loves to host. She loves to host a yeah. lot now and like you know. But she really taught me manners. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I'm someone somewhere else, I believe she still expects me to like you know, ask if I can help and like take my plate and all these things. But when I'm at home with her, she's like, no way. Like, don't you, t- don't you dare touch that plate for anything other than food intake. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Mom, for making Matt the man he is today. Because, yeah, like you said, that's that's what did it or at least part of it you know at some point you come you become responsible for your own story and your own behavior but she supported the foundation she she did the best she could to lay that foundation yeah thank you so much for listening guys um share share your own story share your own comfort food story and recipe in the comment section leave a review to our podcast we would we would really love to hear what what you think is important in when it comes to family when it comes to family or what you would like us to talk about we are matthew and emily and we create our own life and lifestyle around relationship it being open, free, non-monogamous, consensual. Whatever kind of label you want to stick on it. Yeah. But this is us. Listen to it and give us your own label. Enjoy. Good night.